E-N. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, filling in for uh, Susan Littlefield here today. Joining us today on the program from Trade Haas in Lincoln, Nebraska, it's Alex Gade. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, just taking a quick look at the market screen, kind of to get things kicked off here. Uh, soybean, all the grains were higher. Soybeans were up uh, five to seven at the settlements. It looks like good day for soybeans. Uh, they were up over thirty cents, and uh, even some double-digit gains in spring wheat as well, eighteen to twenty higher. Uh, let's talk about the uh, grain markets overall. First of all, Alex, if you had to kind of summarize uh, what were the main things going on in the grain trade today as we came out of a weekend first trading day of the week yes yeah, yeah, no i appreciate you having me on yeah uh positive day in grains today with the yeah, corn finishing up forward at 627 so uh got a lot of moving averages there colliding so we'll see if we can break uh break support and see if we can uh crack above that but uh yeah i think across the grains and there's a lot going on but uh the kickoff of the pro farmer tour I think a lot of the positivity today was, um, you know, in anticipation of that. And, you know, you get rumors of lower uh, feed grain production kind of over in China. I mean, they're dealing with the drought. Europe's dry. So I think in China, I was reading this morning, this is the driest year on record since 2000 uh, over there. So, um, you know, that might might spur some new sales and different stuff like that. But uh, overall, a positive day, yeah, in, in corn, beans, and, and uh, into wheat. So good things. Yeah. Well, let's take them by uh, kind of uh, how much they had moved today. The big mover, as we had said, was soybeans. So uh, it, what caught the market's attention about soybeans, do you think, today? And uh, the, the the other products, meal and oil, were they along for the ride, uh, Alex? Yeah, yeah. I mean, soybean meal was up 2.5%, 3%. Soybean oil was up 1% to 2%. So um, a lot of good things there. And, yeah, I think they just kicked, kicked overall uh, soybeans up to 295 So right at that 1433 type level. So... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, broke a couple moving averages there, so uh, hopefully we can get back to that fourteen fifty or fifteen uh, type level there. So uh, really, all all across the board uh, in terms of beans, it was, a, it was a fantastic day. Yeah, is there anything particular with soybeans? I, I mean, uh, did we not get enough rains over the weekend? Because you know we're right in that heart of the time. This uh, weather right now matters for soybeans, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you would think the rains that have fallen, you would you would think that would help soybean. Um, yields with, with stuff being late planted, but uh, I think in terms of just overall, I mean, yeah, we've been range bound, um, you know, from 13 bucks to, uh, you know, 1470 here the last, I don't know, six weeks or so. Getting towards the upper end of that range, and, and yeah, hopefully we can, uh, you know, get back above moving averages and, and get things uh, going again. Mm-hmm. All right. So a- another big mover, at least into the double digits, uh, some of the wheat contracts uh, were up uh, double digits here today. Uh, in- anything specific on the wheat, Alex, that's worth following these days? Yeah, I mean, wheat's had a tough go here, um, you know, since mid-summer, just looking at the contracts. Uh, so we're trying to get things going there again, uh, get up back towards, you know, nine bucks. It seems like we've been trading, you know, right around 850 or either side of it here recently, but uh and I think Russia, they're trying to get exports going out of there with some, uh, you know, the same, I think Turkey brokered uh, that UN deal. So trying to get exports out of there. And, and I think they've got a decent wheat crop going on. Um, so we'll kind of see if we can get back towards that nine bucks and, and get things excited again on wheat. 
Mm-hmm. Alex, I wonder. It almost seems kind of counterintuitive because when we went home last week, uh, they were talking about you know big rains moving across the southern plains, and, and then uh, they were talking about you know more boats coming out of the Ukraine. Well, come back this week, all of a sudden we're positive big time in the wheat. Uh, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean there has been. I think two more ships uh, left Ukraine carrying grain. Uh, that brings the total to, I believe, twenty-seven headed out of the Black Sea region. Uh, but yeah, grain's kind of falling across the, the southern uh, United States. And I don't know if those were maybe sh- you know shorter than what was expected. Maybe that uh, taken some positive movement. Um, but yeah, I mean it, you would think it's certainly uh, good to see more ships coming out of Ukraine and that Black Sea region and. and Rumors of, of China, yeah, uh, the UN trying to help um, them get uh, more exported uh, in terms of their wheat crop and, and different stuff like that. So uh, you would think there's more wheat available in the, in the world market, but uh, we'll kind of see how that all shakes out. You never, you never know how that's going to shake out until you know the day of um, with volatility over there. So yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, and then the other thing, the other grain we haven't talked about yet, coarse grain, and that of course is, is corn. And uh, it was positive. Good to see a positive move but just didn't seem like there was much enthusiasm for corn, Alex. Yeah, you bet. I think corn was up. Yeah, it finished up five. It traded as high as 631 today. So, you know, about four or five cents, kind of off the high there. But, um, again, you know, same story, different grain. We've been range-bound here uh, for the last six weeks. Call it trading that 650 to 575 type range. So, I guess in terms of managing risk, you're probably at the upper end of the range here. Um, just looking at historicals, late August corn doesn't typically try and rally unless we got a big problem on our hands. So historically speaking, I mean, if you're undersold, get you know something done here in the upper end of the range, um, quote unquote. Um, you know, typically we slide here, so we'll kind of see uh, again. A couple moving averages kind of collide there, right at six and a quarter. So us closing, you know, two three cents above that today is uh, is great in terms of technical analysis. And, and different stuff like that. So if we can, if we can continue the trend tomorrow and see if we can uh, trade a little bit higher, I would think we got you know see if we can't go touch that six fifty. Um, the last time we traded that was back in you know mid early July. All right, yeah, definitely uh, some things to target there for sure. Again, we've been visiting with uh, Alex Gade from Trade Haas in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, Alex, we'll, uh, we'll pause here for just a moment. We'll come back and uh, for our second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. And coming up in the second half, we'll take a look at uh, some of the outside markets. Uh, how, are, how are they starting uh, trade here this week? Of course, we have the livestock complex to go over as well. And then uh, you mentioned the Pro Farmer Crop Tour. How important is that to the trade this week? And uh, some other key keys for the rest of the week as well. Stay tuned. The second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell is coming up next here on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we hear a lot from our customers and dealers that we have a family feel to our organization. Just ask Doug Bartek, a Fontenelle dealer at Wahoo, Nebraska. I feel Fontenelle is very family-oriented. They care a great deal about their customers and provide updates on what could be occurring out in the field and what to watch out for. I feel fortunate to work with a great group of people who provide a quality product. For more on being part of the Fontenelle family, just go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labeled VN. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer. Once again, visiting with Alex Gade from Trade Haas in Lincoln, Nebraska. Alex, uh, we spent uh, the first half talking about the grains and uh, maybe connected to that, uh, I guess, you know, what was uh, what was it like today for the outside markets? You know, some of those energies, the, the financials and, and things like that. Uh, how did they start the week's trade and uh, are they going to have a continuing influence on the grains, you think, Alex? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, looking at the outside markets, oil traded a quiet $5 range today. It's still trading uh, basically unchanged back to that, you know, 90 bucks a barrel down from, you know, your mid-June or early June highs of 115 looking at the October contract. But, uh, yeah, so that's a, a quiet $5 range. Uh, pretty typical, it seems like, as of recently. But, uh, you know, found some support down around that 85 bucks. And trending back towards yeah ninety ninety and a half, so we'll kind of see if that continues. I know good news uh, in my pocketbook. The national gas average, you know, we're down to about three ninety a gallon. Uh, more locally, you know, three seventy in Nebraska, so that's down from the June high of about five oh two. Um, you know, year over year, we're still seventy five cents, probably above last year. But um, all things considered, you know, it, it, we're paying three ninety rather than five bucks. Um, looking at diesel, you know, we're probably right around that $5 in average, um, where it, it tipped out at, at probably $582, kind of midsummer. So, um, looking at year over year there, last year this time frame, we were, pay, we were paying about $330 uh, on diesel. So, um, it's going in the right direction. Uh, it's certainly helping uh, pocketbooks and, and, you know, break evens are high enough. So, uh, let's see if we can't get fueled back to maybe a little bit more sustainable level. So I think that's um, has a lot to do with uh, what's going on in the market. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of wonder, you know, like you say, the crude oil prices are coming down, gas and diesel coming down. Uh, how do you think that's going to impact ethanol? Because on, on the one hand, uh, you maybe, maybe it'd be a tighter margin situation. But on the other hand, if gas comes down, that means people are willing to drive a little bit more and, and volume goes up then, huh? Yeah, you would think, I mean, ethanol margins are still, uh, you know, positive, but yeah, I mean, if we get uh, oil to kind of crack back down or gas average, uh, gets a little bit more regular and yeah, hopefully we can, we can spur some demand, uh, on the corn side of things for ethanol and, and see if we can't get some production cranked back up there and, and maybe that improves, you know, our, our basis or futures on the corn side of things, um, and kind of see where that goes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's switch gears, talk a little bit about livestock. Uh, nearby live cattle contracts, slightly lower. Feeder cattle nearbys were slightly lower. Uh, but we were positive in the hogs. You know, it looks like anywhere from 50 to a, a buck and a quarter higher on the hogs. Uh, comments on the on the livestock, uh, on the mercantile uh, here today, Alex. What were some of the things in play there? Yeah, let's start with hogs. I mean, they've been on an absolute tear here the last, you know, since the beginning of July. It kind of bottomed out about uh, 88 bucks. Look, looking at the October contract again and, and streamed higher till, you know, 10 days ago. We topped out at 101. So had a pretty good slide here, but traded back, uh, higher to that 94 type level today. Um, moving over to cattle with the report that come out on Friday, uh, was mostly bearish, uh, in terms of the numbers. I mean, on feed were 101.4, which your average estimate was 100.7. Uh, you know, placements in July was 101.8. Your average guess was 98 and a half. So, um, with an overall bearish report, if we can turn around uh, to Monday and be mostly unchanged, um, I'd call that a win here, just in terms of on the cattle side of things. 
Yep, for sure. All right. Uh, and anything with, uh, you know, should what should we be doing with our marketing plan right now? I mean, uh, I know basis has been very strong. Is it continue to be strong? Are, are there things that we should be targeting moving forward? What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, basis is, is, is split a little bit, but it is store, it's still very historically strong. I mean, with with things that, that are burnt up, relatively speaking, we might see some early basis opportunities. Uh, coming into, you know, you Columbus or Blair or kind of northeast Nebraska there in Jackson and, and different stuff, you know, across western Iowa in the ethanol plant. So, uh, don't be afraid to, you know, for sure have your, uh, pulse on, on what's going on in basis. And, and if there's some early harvest premiums, don't be afraid to jump on them and, and manage that. So, uh, I think another thing kind of looking forward here, uh, this week we got that pro farmer crop tour going on. So I think they were in, uh, South Dakota and Ohio today and, They'll kind of trend over to uh, where we got Nebraska. We got the good lights tomorrow. Um, and then over to, well, wherever you touch in Iowa, uh, Illinois, and different stuff like that. So that, I think that's something on the radar to, to for sure watch. I think historically speaking, it doesn't move the market a ton, um, but it's, you know, something to talk about and, and see uh, if we can get some excitement going. But historically speaking, I don't think uh, it has a, a huge impact on the markets. Yeah, definitely. It'll be something that the those in the trade will be talking about, no less. Alex, if folks would like to follow along with what you guys are doing at Trade Haas, how can they do that? Yeah, for sure. Any social media channel, follow us at TradeOffs LLC. Website is gotradeoffs.com. Hit us with any questions on those social media channels, and uh, we'll love to help you out in any way. Alex Gade is with Trade Haas based in Lincoln, Nebraska. A reminder, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss. It might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealer. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.